0: And hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. I am Bird. There is no Jake. There is no Adam. It's just me. And I figured, you know what, we didn't record an episode at the end of the week last week. There was just a lot going on. So we figured, you know what, why not? Why not come on and we do a fantasy show show for you. Hopefully everyone had a very lovely Mother's Day weekend. And to all the moms out there, happy Mother's Day. So what will we we be doing today? And what we'll be doing is very simple. We're going to be looking at current ADP in half PPR, and we will be just going through and looking at the best and the worst picks right now in each round. I've gone up to about, let's see here, I've got to about round eight, and I've just sort of picked out which are the best and worst values right now. I've done it in accordance with my ranks, which you can go and find on Fantasy Pros in the Expert Consensus Rankings, and we are going to be using um, NFFC for their ADP um, calculations, so thank you to NFFC for the Usage of their ADP servers, and we are just going to be going through round by round, and talking about the best and the worst. And of course, I will point out um, some other ones that I'm that I'm really liking because there, there were some that were um, a little bit difficult uh, to choose. So we'll make some honorable mentions as we as we go along here. So uh, we'll be doing this also um, in accordance with 12 team leagues. So obviously, round one will be pick one player one to player 12. Uh, round two will be round 13 to, uh, 13th overall to 24th, and so on and so on and so on. So let's just go right into it, shall we? And let's just go right into the first round, and let's go and discuss um, what is looking like the best first round value is right now, as we discuss this on Monday, May 15th. And that's Austin Eckler. Austin Eckler right now is going fifth in uh, the ADP charts. I have him at third. Um, very interesting shifts. I know we had t- I had talked about this, that I was thinking about doing it, where Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase would be in my number one and my number two players. And that's exactly what the ADP is reflecting right now, that Justin Jefferson is sitting at one, Jamar Chase is sitting at two, and then Christian McCaffrey is sitting at three. Funny enough, actually, Travis Kelsey is also sitting there at four, which I find uh, particularly interesting. Um, but Austin Eckler... Sitting there at five as the RB two on the board right now, I absolutely love that, and and I think everyone in this podcast who listens to this podcast is regularly uh, knows that I am a big 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 fan of going zero RB. I think zero RB could be the move again this year. However, if you're getting Austin Eckler at fifth overall, and I don't care what the scoring is, whether it's standard, whether it's half, whether it's full. I mean that is just that that's really 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 good value, uh, right there. The only thing that I will say is I don't know if that's going to last. I think once we get some clarity as to whether or not Austin Eckler will be with the Los Angeles Chargers this season, all all signs are pointing towards that. Uh, yes, he he will be there. Um, we've seen crazier things before. I, I am very comfortable with taking Austin Eckler in the top three. Um, but obviously, if this stays the same, where Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase are the one-two on the board right now, then one of those one of those running backs are are, are going to fall, and, and Austin Eckler definitely seems like the kind of guy that if I'm sitting there at fifth overall, which usually is um, not necessarily the one of the best places to be, if if you're in a draft. I mean, most people get you know fifth, and they're just kind of like, uh, okay you know, whatever, fifth, sixth, seventh is usually, you know, just like the dead zone of where you don't really want to be. But if you're sitting in that, the the high end of that spot and you're looking at Austin Eckler at number five, I think that's excellent. It's excellent value and you can't be too unhappy with that uh, if you are drafting there. Um, And now the worst value that I saw, there were two that I wanted to pick out, but in going with my ranks, he really didn't uh, reflect that well, and I just have a feeling that I'm gonna end up uh, moving him at some point where he is in accordance to where the ADP is kind of going right now. And that's Bijan Robinson. Bijan Robinson is going number six overall as the third running back off the board. Maybe that could be where my big gripe is because he's just not going to be my third running back off the board. Um, but could he be in a position where we're talking about him in and around six? Yeah, it's definitely possible. But maybe, maybe Bijan as the RB three is maybe where I would have my gripe. Um, but Tyreek Hill is the wide receiver three off the board. I don't know if I necessarily love that. I have him at my eleventh overall spot. Excuse me. This is in this is in full. Uh, let me get to half. I have him at 12. I have him at 12 in, in half, so it really wasn't uh, that bit that big of a, of a difference. But I still have him very much behind Devontae Adams. I have him behind Cooper Cup. And then I have him behind Jamar Chase. and I have him behind Justin Jefferson in the wide receiver ranks. I'm pretty close to moving him behind Stefan Diggs as well, uh, but I'm not there quite yet. But then after that, Tyreek Hill definitely is the best of the rest in, in, in the half PPR department. I'm not saying that Tyreek Hill is, is a bad player. And I think maybe it's important to preface what I'm talking about with the worst values in terms of looking at the board, seeing who's there, and then looking at my own ranks and saying, okay, what would I do at that spot? And if I'm sitting at 7th overall... And I'm going to go receiver there. The receiver that I would probably be be going with at that spot is Cooper Cup, who, for what it's worth, is going ninth. I'm kind of buying into the Cooper Cup stock a little bit, but I like, I, I like him more than I do Tyreek. And I like both. I like both a whole heck of a lot. Don't think you can go wrong with either, or I'm just... If I had to put my money on the table and say, who's the guy that's going to be a safer week-to-week bet for catches, touchdowns, the whole bit, a Cooper Cup would be my guy over over Tyreek Hill. But I think their floors are both going to be very, very consistent as we go um, into the season. I'm not saying Tyreek Hill is a bad pick if you were to go that way at 7. I just would not do it. I would rather take the chance on on Cooper Cup, as he right now really is the the, the number one guy um, in that pass-catching department for the the Los Angeles Rams. So we move into round two, and there were two names that immediately jumped off the page as absolutely insane values in in round two. Uh, That's Jonathan Taylor, who's sitting there at 15th overall in the NFC ADP right now. He is number two, excuse me, number three, in my overall player ranks. I'm an idiot, this is in standard now. Okay, let's try that again. Let's go into round two, and there were two names immediately that jumped off the page to me as guys that I'm immediately going to be interested in, and that is Jonathan Taylor. He is at 15th overall in the NFC ADP. He is my player five right now in my half ranks, and then Derek Henry at 24th overall in the NFC ranks. I have him as my overall player six. I could not choose between the two. I love both of them so much at their prices in in ADP right now. If you could get both of them, you can get Jonathan Taylor in round 2 and then by some chance you're in the ballpark to get Derrick Henry in there as well. Like if if you're if you're in a keeper league or you're in a dynasty startup, whatever it may be and you're able to trade back and just for year 1, not even looking at the long term, just for year 1 You're able to make a move where you're ending up with Jonathan Taylor in round two and then Derrick Henry in the back end of round two, early part of round three, and you're getting assets on top of that. That is absolutely outstanding. And I am, I don't understand that. Well, okay. I do understand the Derrick Henry thing right now that I think a lot of drafters are having, and that is the Tennessee Titans may not be that good. What happens to Derrick Henry? Is Can Derrick Henry be trusted? My rebuttal to that is very simple. Derrick Henry is still going to be the main guy for this offense. Derrick Henry is the most surefire bet to get his. And that is looking at every running back in fantasy, maybe outside of Christian McCaffrey. Is there any other running back that you could guarantee is going to get as much work if not more work than Derrick Henry outside of McCaffrey there isn't there is not one other running back you know he is going to be a workhorse now the only thing that could derail Derrick Henry is obviously age and injury Derrick Henry is going in he's 29 kind of on the downhill for running backs we're kind of approaching that and he has shouldered a massive workload over the course of the last few seasons, whilst with the Tennessee Titans being the focal point of that entire offense. Can he continue to hold up? Again, I know I've talked about this on previous shows, you can't project injuries, but you are allowed to point out when there are clear signs that an injury is. Could be a possibility, and that's kind of where I think a lot of people are at with Derrick Henry is that they're just waiting for the wheels to fall off. But I'm willing to take that chance at the back end of round two. I, yeah, I'm down. I, if, if listen, if you get Derrick Henry to the back end of round two and it doesn't work out, then all right, you tried it, you tried it, it didn't work out. You can't beat yourself up over that because Derrick Henry, to me, that is a first-round player that should be going in the first round of every single fantasy draft. Standard, not half PPR, full PPR, I don't care. That's a guy that should be going first round, no questions asked, every single day. Derrick Henry is a a fantasy star, and he's going to continue to be that, barring he can have a continued clean bill of health. For him going forward. And as for Jonathan Taylor. I do understand some of the concerns with him as well. That Anthony Richardson now there. Anthony Richardson could take into his touchdown tallies. That's a bit of a concern. But at the same time. I think the Colts are going to be better this year. They have their new young franchise quarterback. And the offensive line is going to be healthier for them. Jonathan Taylor was banged up all last year. But then towards the end of the season. Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor was absolutely excellent. The last four games of the season, he had at least 16 half-point PPR points in every game versus one when he failed to score versus Dallas. He is as safe as they come. Is he sexy? No. But is he safe? Yes. And I think for a guy that you're looking at, because we all know running backs such a running back is such a versatile position in fantasy football. If you can get Someone that, at the very least, you know is going to get 17 to 20 touches a game. And odds are, is a pretty safe bet to score most weeks. And is going up against six, D- six, has six matchups in his own division. Against teams that are not necessarily the best at the run. And I think that's kind of worth the investment at 15th overall I I, I really really do so I'm definitely taking that plunge for sure uh and then the worst here at round two for me I didn't want to focus in on the quarterbacks too much uh, because those are always fluctuating but Joe Burrow at 20th overall like come on come on that's that that's that's silly I have him at 47th overall in my ranks uh, not saying that I don't like Joe Burrow at all, but Joe Burrow at twentieth overall. Uh that is a little bit silly. Please don't do that. Let's head into round three and by far the best value that I that I saw here and it made me actually think about having to move him up uh in my in my own ranks, and that's Chris Olave at thirty third overall. I have him at twenty-seventh overall in my ranks. I am I am all aboard. The Chris Olave train in the in the year of our Lord 2023. I'm really really loving him, and I think you can't trust Michael Thomas to continuously stay healthy. I do like Rashid Shahid as a late round sort of flyer. I don't I don't mind that at all, but I think Chris Olave with a stable quarterback and Derek Carr that's going to be able to get him the ball consistently. I think you're talking about a guy that is going to seriously outperform his adp i think chris olave we're talking absolutely top seven or eight receiver status uh come 2024 drafts i i really have a just a really really good feeling about chris olave going forward i'm all over him at that at that third round price tag yes please and thank you uh the worst the worst here i'm gonna be a little bit picky. And that's TJ Hawkinson at 36 overall. I have him at 43. It's not that I'm down on Hawkinson as a player because I'm not. He's my third tight end off the board. It's just more I'm wondering if if you don't get Mark Andrews or Travis Kelsey. And we'll get to Mark Andrews in a minute because I know some people are going to be some shock and awe with this one. If you don't get Andrews or Kelsey, are you better off just waiting? Are you better off just saying, you know what, let, let's just try and take some some dart throws at the position and and, and see what we can do? Because I just kind of feel like it, in the third round with Hawkinson, with and we, we've seen this before, we've tried to name that next best guy after Kelsey and Andrews to go in that round three, round four range and it just doesn't pay off. I know we've tried to do that with Zach Ertz. We've tried to do that with George Kittle. We've tried to do that with Darren Waller. We've tried to do that with Kyle Pitts, and none of those guys have been able to live up to the mantra as the next best guy, and now here we are with with TJ Hawkinson. Now, what I will say is, I like TJ Hawkinson a lot. I think he's going to be really, really good for fantasy, but I don't know if I'm willing to take that shot at, thir- at 36th overall. When if we're looking at the guys that are around him, you're looking at Kenneth Walker, you're looking at Amari Cooper, you're looking at Jameer Gibbs. I would much rather take a chance on all of those guys over TJ Hawkinson, and they're playing positions that are more relevant and more foundational for your fantasy teams than. The third best tight end off the board. So just something just something to definitely consider. And when I tell you this as well, right now NFC ADP is taking Mark Andrews at 43rd overall. So they're taking TJ Hawkinson above Mark Andrews. That to me is absolutely ridiculous. And by the way, he's my best value in, in round four. Just want to make sure we get that abundantly clear. Mark Andrews at 43rd overall. If you were to get him in a draft at 43rd overall, I would want the police called to your wherever you're having your draft, wherever you are drafting, and I would want you arrested for petty theft. That, if you could do that, you could get away with that. Yeah, you've done really, 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 really well. I have Mark Andrews at 20th overall in, in in my ranks. I am absolutely loving Mark Andrews now because now you have, you have more of a complete offense that is around Lamar Jackson and Baltimore. And sure, there are going to be people out there that say there's less targets that are going to go the way of Mark Andrews. I actually disagree. I think Mark Andrews is still the primary read in that offense, and I know that... Odell Beckham is there. I know they drafted Zay Flowers. I know they have Rashad Bateman there. You have J.K. Dobbins there as well. You have Lamar Jackson going to have his design plays. I got all that. But who is the guy that Lamar Jackson has the immediate rapport with? It's Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews, especially when they get in tight, and especially when they need a big catch in the red zone or even in the end zone, Mark Andrews is going to be... That guy now, will Mark Andrews be as week to week consistent? I'm not sure, but overall, at the end of the day, is Mark Andrews going to be at the very least a top three tight end? Yes, he will be. He will be because I think Lamar again. I think Lamar knows that Mark Andrews is his guy. Is his guy? They have that immediate connection. It just comes down to Lamar Jackson and do you trust him enough to get Mark Andrews the ball? And I think so. We've seen it before. We've seen it again because Lamar Jackson had a down year and a contract year doesn't mean that I'm out uh, on thinking that uh, Mark Andrews is a steady, reliable tight end in fantasy football. He is the clear-cut number two tight end in fantasy. There is no doubt about that, and if anybody has anything to say otherwise— uh, they are simply out of their minds, and I, I want to see, just, just for my own curiosity, if anybody has. Oh wow, there are so many that have him, not as the number two tight end. Wow, I gotta have a conversation with these people. <laughs> All right, so most people have him at, at, at tight end two, in uh, in half. Some people have him at three, others have him at four. The people have him at three and four. That that's. That's silliness to me. Anyway, uh, let's move into the worst pick here in round four. And for me, that's Trevor Lawrence going at 40th overall. I have him at 70 at 77th overall in my ranks. Just, these quarterbacks are getting just so pushed up, and I don't understand it. Um, I like Trevor Lawrence. I do. I think he's a great pick to be a breakout this year. If the breakout didn't happen last year, it's definitely going to happen this year. I'm liking Trevor Lawrence a whole lot, but just not at 40th overall. Sorry that that just ain't it for me. So let's go into round five here. Joe Mixon at 60th overall. I've know I've talked been talking him up for now probably the last month or so. Joe Mixon at 60th overall is an absolute joke. Now what I will say, is that is subject to definitely change if Joe Mixon is cut, traded, released, or whatever come June 1st. We're about 16 days away until we know what the future is going to hold for Joe Mixon. Has some issues with the law as well. That's also a big-time concern. But if you could guarantee to me that Joe Mixon's going to be on the field Week One of 2023, and you're getting him at 60th overall, yep, I like that. I I could definitely live with that. And he's going 37. He's 37th overall in 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 my ranks. So you're getting a really really nice uh, return on your investment there. Um, and I would expect if he's healthy and ready to go, Joe Mixon will not be 37th overall in my ranks. I can tell you that right now. He'll he'll be comfortably in round in round two. Uh, definitely, firmly established in round three for sure. And then the worst here in round five. I mean, who 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 else do you really think I'm, I'm going to say? Would if if anybody else is following along and you and you look at who's sitting there in in round five, you just look at the names. Who do you think is the name I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say right about now? Uh, if you guess Calvin Ridley, you are correct. 52nd overall. To me, that is just irresponsible. I'm sorry. It, it, it's, it's so irresponsible. It's really, really, really bad. Um, I have him at 84th, and listen, I'm all aboard the Christian Kirk train. I think Christian Kirk is getting a ton of disrespect. By the way, Christian Kirk is going at 55th overall right now. Um, I don't know if I love that, if I'm being really honest. Um I just look at my ranks and see where I have Kirk. I have Christian Kirk at sixtieth, so it's not that bad. Um, but you're just kind of at this at this ADP, you're picking and choosing between the two Jacksonville guys. and I don't know if I really love that. If I had to choose one, obviously, is going to be Kirk. But with how close these two are in ADP, I wonder if it's a better idea to try and just stay away from them all together, and maybe you just go and invest in Trevor Lawrence. Maybe, maybe that's the move. Is if you want a piece that Jacksonville off, then just go get the guy who's going to be in charge of running the entire thing, and 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 then that's it. That's where you get. That's where you get your piece. Instead of trying to get into an arms race for Calvin Ridley or or or, or Christian Kirk. And by the way, I, I do have a feeling that Calvin Ridley is going to continue to climb in these ranks. I I don't think, uh, 52nd overall is where the ceiling ends with him. I think he's going to keep just going up, 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 and 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 we're just off to of the races there with uh with him and and tch, god that that's just a brutal but brutal 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 scenes if if I if I do say so myself um but I want to just point out one more um one more best uh value here JK dobbins at 59th overall I'm absolutely loving that I have him at 28th overall in my ranks'm um, i I'm big fan of his coming into the year uh, I think he's going to be healthy we saw it shades of it towards the end of of 2022. I think now J.K. Dobbins, full year under his belt, coming off of the ACL, uh, was able to shake off the rust. They have a brand-new offense now in in Baltimore. I think he is going to be a big-time, big-time player for the Baltimore Ravens. Give me all of him at 59th overall. I'm loving that a whole whole heck of a lot there. So let's go into round six, and we got to start with my man, my son, my child. That's Cam Akers. He's going 63rd overall. I have him at 48th. In the ranks, like him. I like him a whole heck of a lot. And and right now, he's he really is the only guy in, in Los Angeles. And yeah, there's Kyron Williams there. There's Zach Evans there. Th- those names don't bother me. Those names do not bother me. Now, what I will say is if one of Joe Mixon or Dalvin Cook gets cut and they go to Los Angeles, then I will be really, really, really nervous. Or if the Rams decide to get really, really funny and they want to sign someone like Ezekiel Elliott or Leonard Fournette, then I would get really, really nervous there. But right now, as things stand on May 15th, I'm loving life. Things are good. Cam Akers is by himself. Buy into the Cam Akers stocks right now. I'm really digging it. R- really, really, really digging it. And If we're at the guys that are just in, in and around him uh, in, in the ADP, uh, we're looking at... Uh, Isaiah Pacheco, who I, I do like a whole heck of a lot. Uh, Miles Sanders, who I do like a whole heck of a lot as well, even though I've, I've cooled on Miles Sanders a little bit, not a lot a bit. He's still like a top 40-ish pick for me. Rashad White, I like a lot. And there's one more, more a name on the list that I'm going to get to in a minute. But this is where we also start talking about the 0RB approach, where if you're going off of the ADP as things stand right now, why why are you uncomfortable with taking running back from this group of just reading the names from like fifty-eight to seventy? Damian Pierce, J.K. Dobbins, Joe Mixon, Cam Akers, Isaiah Pacheco, Miles Sanders, Rashad White. Why is that a bad group to choose from? That's a great group to choose from. That that is an un that is an unbelievable group of guys that you could choose from. So let's just let's just hypothetically play this game, right? This is just me pitching 0RB to all the 0RB non-believers out there. So let's say you took Tyreek Hill at seven overall. Then in round two, you took, let's just say you took Devontae Adams. And then in round three, you took Chris Olave. So you start Tyreek Hill, Devontae Adams, Chris Olave, Then you take Mark Andrews, in round four, then you take Joe Mixon, then Cam Akers. That's excellent. Who's who, who's giving you a stick for that team? That's a great team. That's a great team, and, and I know I have to sell myself. Um, it seems like every episode to the uh, to the non uh, to the non zero RB people. Uh, not mentioning any names. Someone that I host this podcast with. Um, but that's not, that's neither here nor there. I, I'm loving that. I'm loving, 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 loving that. Uh, and then the worst tier. This is me being very, very nitpicky. But Mike Williams. I have him at six. Uh, he's at 62nd overall in the NFC ranks. I have him at 64. I'll tell you why I'm not a huge fan of this. Right? Even though my rankings suggest that it's. Fairly even. I don't know where I'm at with Mike Williams. He's in a great offense in Los Angeles. Justin Herbert's there. Kellen Moore, I think, is going to have a lot of fun with Mike Williams. I do. But there's this Quentin Johnson-sized problem that now exists, and they drafted him in the first round for a reason. Is he the Keenan Allen replacement? Is he the Mike Williams replacement? Is he his own guy? I don't know. And to be honest, I don't really want to find out. Like, Keenan Allen, I'm fine with that. Because I think Keenan Allen has a proven track record of success. I have him at 41st overall in my ranks. NFC ADP has him at 49. With Mike Williams, I don't really want to find out. I'm not going out of my way to draft him when I could take a stab on a guy like Drake London coming into his second year. Take a chance on Jordan Addison in year one. George Pickens in year two. Hell, hell, honestly, even Calvin Ridley at that spot, if you can get him there. I, I wouldn't hate it. Over over Mike Williams, I should say. I'm kinda out on the on the Mike Williams situation. And listen, I know that there are a lot of people out there that are gonna say uh Mike Williams has been a has been a fantasy beast. He has his great games. I, I got that. And I understand the appeal that a lot of people do have with Mike Williams. I completely totally understand it. But it's just not for me. Not not now especially after they just drafted Quentin Johnston, and I'm not willing to go take the chance at Quentin Johnston for what it's worth, so I'm not going to go take the chance on on Mike Williams, to be fair. So then let's go into round seven, and we talked about before with the 0RB uh, strat. Another guy you could take here, James Conner at 73rd overall. I have him at 42nd overall in my ranks, and I understand that James Conner, the whole James Conner hate right now, the Cardinals are gonna stink. DeAndre Hopkins could be out of town. Kyler Murray may not be back until around week six-ish. So that means everyone's down on James Conner. I think you could get James Conner at a relatively good price right now because of that. I understand though for teams and managers that don't want that are very much on board with the whole I'm not taking guys that are on bad team strategy, and we've talked about this in the past. I understand that. But I think the value there with James Conner is simply is simply too good. It, it's too good for me to pass up. Even though the Cardinals really 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 stink and are going to really 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 stink, and I think they may have one of the uh the, one of the least talented. I shouldn't say least talented. I should say they they have one of the one of the rosters in the National Football League with the most holes in it that need to be filled, they need to tank, they need to stink for a couple of years and I think James Connor is gonna be kind of stuck there but with that being said I do like James Connor to return the value at 70 second overall um it's when he starts pushing the likes of you know the top 36 is where I start to question and say to myself hmm okay I don't know if I love that necessarily and you could make the case that maybe I have him that having him above Damian Pierce, Rashad White, Cam Akers, Isaiah Pacheco, Jameer Gibbs, maybe that in that could be my problem, is that maybe those guys should be ahead of James Conner, uh, but either way, no matter how you want to slice it up, 72nd overall for James Conner, it's really, really good value, and I think I'd be on board with that if it does happen in, 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 a, in a draft, and the worst value here by far and away is Kadarius Tony at 84th overall. Uh, it, it's the Chiefs' bias here that's really, really showing uh, from fantasy drafters that just want to have a piece of a Patrick Mahomes target. Uh, there is hope that Kadarius Tony is going to take a leap uh, this year for the Kansas City Chiefs. I will let someone else figure that one out. I'm not going to be in that in that camp. I don't want to see it. I will never want to see it. And uh, yeah, that's kind of that with Kadarius Tony. I'm not... I'm not jumping on that that bandwagon. Give me give me a piece of Traylon Burks in Tennessee, who's going at 86th overall. Brandon Cooks in Dallas, uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba. Those are all guys that are going after Kadarius Tony. Uh, give me all of them over over Kadarius Tony. And then give me the rookie Jordan Addison at 81st overall, and then Jahan Dotson at 83rd overall over Kadarius Tony as well. And then finally in round eight, this was one of the best ones that I think that I think I saw. And that is Javante Williams going at 92nd overall. He is 60th in my rankings right now. My God. That's great. That is absolutely great. Now, I understand that there are medical issues with Javante Williams. They have Samaj P. That's now there. There's no real loyalty to Javante Williams. We have Sean Payton all that. I got it. But it. 92nd overall. That's that that's that that's like that, that's basically free. That's basically free. And we're taking him around Damian Harris, who's a backup, Alvin Kamara, who's gonna be suspended, AJ Dillon, who's a backup, Zach Charbonnet, who's a backup, Brian Robinson, who is meh. And then Jamal Williams, who's a six-week starter. Javante Williams, if he's healthy, is a guy that's going to last you the entire season. And odds are it's going to start. I don't see a situation where Samaj P. Ryan is just jumping into this offense and is going to be starting for the Denver Broncos, barring some sort of Javante Williams injury. That is terrific. What am I missing? What am I missing with this whole uh, Javante Williams thing? And listen, I know that I've talked down about Javante Williams on this show. I I know that. But seeing this ADP and seeing that Javante Williams is going 92nd overall, th- that that changes a lot of, of my overall thinking with Javante Williams. And what I will say is if Javante Williams starts pushing round 5, I don't know how much I'm going to really like that. But sitting right here in the 8th round, like what are we doing? What are, what, what, what are we doing? That, that that that's that's silly and the uh, the worst value that i saw here uh Aaron Rodgers Aaron Rodgers at 120th overall in my ranks he's at 96 i get it people are excited people want want to have a bit of uh the New York Jets with how exciting they're going to be Aaron Rodgers now now is very much there uh Garrett Wilson now looking all nice and shiny I just urge caution with Aaron Rodgers because he's going – he's 39 years old, and we've seen the reels fall off of quarterbacks before. I'm not projecting that's going to happen, but I would just rather take the chance on a guy like Daniel Jones who's going six picks later and plays in the same building. So that's just, that is just me, um, but I know I'm going to get some hate from Jets fans because what else is new? Uh, that, that's the one fan base I think that loves to come at me more than, more than anything else because I'm just a Jets hater, uh, apparently. But, uh, that's just, that's just the, the, the gist of it. Um, so what I want to do very quickly, and I realized that we didn't even cover this, um, I just thought of it as we were going along here. And I said to myself, shit, we, we didn't even cover the schedule. So let's do that. I mean, this is a shorter show anyway. So let's just go ahead and let's just Cover the schedule. I mean, let let's just go right at it. Uh, the opening night game of the Lions and the Chiefs. Yeah, that's going to be fun. That's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey. They got a, a opportunity on national TV uh, to show what they're all about for those that just don't know or forgot. I don't know how that's humanly possible, but maybe some of you did. Um, and then and the Lions as well. I mean. Jared Goff gets a spot on national TV. Uh, Their new running back duo of Jameer Gibbs and David Montgomery. And then Amon Ross St. Brown gets to show to the entire country what he's all about. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Loving that. Loving, 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 loving that. Uh, The Bengals and the Browns. Nice little AFC North showdown there. Uh, Texans and the Ravens. That'll be fun. Lamar Jackson gets to uh, gets to take the field with a brand spanking new contract in Buffalo. Uh, in Buffalo, in Baltimore, in uh, in in week one, that'll be a lot of fun. Then CJ Stroud gets to make his NFL debut against the against the Baltimore Ravens. Pending, of course, he's he's the starter. Uh, the Bucks and the Vikings. That should be interesting in in Minnesota. What are the Bucks going to look like? Who's their starter going to be? Is it going to be Kyle Trask? Is it going to be Baker Mayfield? Justin Jefferson gets to go up against the Vikings, so that will be, <laughs> be very interesting. Uh, the Panthers and the Falcons NFC South showdown. Uh, a lot of people wanted to be Bryce Young's NFL debut, but it's not going to be because Andy Dalton's going to start, going to be the starter for the Carolina Panthers at least in in, in week number one, and then they'd go week by week from there. I would assume, uh, and then Desmond Ritter is gonna be the starter for for Atlanta. So that should be uh uh fairly fairly interesting to see uh to see what those two offenses look like and by the way there's also that guy B. John Robinson that's gonna be making his debut week one at home for the Atlanta Falcons. So that's gonna be that's gonna be must see TV right there. Uh the Cardinals and the Commanders Colt McCoy versus Sam Howell. Ain't that some shit folks ain't that some shit The Jaguars and the Colts, nice little ASC South showdown. That'll be really, really, really fun, I think. Trevor Lawrence versus Anthony Richardson. Yeah, and the the kids' debut in the National Football League, Anthony Richardson, pending, of course, that he starts. That's going to be a really, really fun game uh, there, at least on paper. It it, it should be. Uh, The 49ers and the Steelers, yeah, that's, that's cool. That's cool. I dig that. Two historic franchises. Going at it in Pittsburgh. It's a fun fun little matchup. Yeah, I dig that. The Titans and the Saints. Derrick Henry indoors. Mm, Yeah, I like that. That's fun. The Raiders and the Broncos at 425. AFC West showdown. Sean Payton's return. Jimmy Garoppolo makes his debut for the Raiders. That's fun. That's a fun little matchup right there. Eagles and the Pats, I don't know who really wanted to see the Eagles and the Patriots play a primetime game in Foxborough. I don't know who made that call, but hey, sure, I guess, whatever. Uh, Awesome. Dope. The Rams and the Seahawks, Cooper Cup making his return, Matthew Stafford making his return. um, Jackson Smith and Jibba making his NFL debut up in Seattle. That'll be a fun game. That'll be a really really fun game against two NFC West rivals. That'll that'll be that'll be super fun. The Dolphins and the Chargers, yeah, that's gonna be a great game. That's gonna be a really 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 fun game uh, in Los Angeles as well. Really 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 fun. I think that matchup is gonna be and and my God, whichever fantasy asset you want to start for that one, I think you're just gonna be you know just sitting back with your popcorn and and enjoying a lot of points being posted by these two teams. The Packers and the Bears, oh boy, this isn't that going to be interesting? Jordan Love, his first start as quarterback for the Green Bay Packers, going to, well, starter for the Green Bay Packers on a full-time basis, going to Chicago, Soldier Field, and taking on the Bears. Maybe the Bears will have a new owner. Who knows? Who knows? After the bad man Aaron Rodgers is no longer there. And the Sunday night football game, the Cowboys and the Giants. Oh boy, isn't that fun for MetLife? Isn't that super? Maybe the Giants will be able to beat us this year in regulation. Who knows? Maybe, maybe not. I hope not. I hope not. I I, I thoroughly enjoy beating the Giants more more than I do most things. And then the Monday night football game in Week One on uh, 9-11, the Bills and the Jets. That's gonna be an that's gonna be an awesome game because I think that the hype of what the Jets are going to look like going up against Josh Allen and, and company, yeah, it takes a lot for me, to go, for me to come out and publicly say that the NFL might have actually gotten one right. But I think the NFL actually got one right for a change, and it's really weird for me to say it, but I think the NFL got that one right with taking the temperature and realizing – Bills Jets is a game that most people would want to see. So good for the National Football League, good for the schedule makers to actually get that one uh jolly on the on the banana. But that is gonna be it for this edition of the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. If you like what you heard, leave a five star review, tell us how much you love the program, and remember to subscribe and share the podcast with your friends. That would be much appreciated. So fur bird, fur for fur bird, fur bird, for bird, I'm bird. I'm bird. For everyone at the Basement Talk Podcast Fan Show, I'm Bird. Thank you so much for listening to the Basement Talk Podcast fantasy show. Uh, Jake and I will be back with the Basement Talk Podcast this week. Where we'll be talking about the demise of the New York Knicks. And then Adam and I will be back with another fantasy show where we'll be talking uh, – doing a mailbag. So that will be awesome. That will be fun. You'll uh, we'll have two episodes – two more episodes coming for you this week. So stay tuned for that. And uh, for now, we'll catch you in the next one. Bye-bye.